You're listening to the Midwest Marketing Orange Hour Podcast with your host, Brett Matice. All right. Do you know how me and you have the connection of rapid city, small town, small world, friend of a friend? Have I ever gone through this with you? No, we've never talked about this one before. Okay, so I went to college in Mitchell, South Dakota at Dakota Wesleyan. <laughs> and one of my friends and my roommate, his name is Tucker Bird. Oh. <laughs> and he went to school with your son, not trying to age you at all here. But he went to school with your son, Parker. And there's our friend of a friend to me to you connection. Too funny. Too funny. So my mom, and well, not my mom, my grandma always... She goes, this is how you determine how a town is small or a city or a town is if it has a Dairy Queen, it's a city. If no Dairy Queen, it's a town. If it has more than one Dairy Queen, if it has two or three, you're in a metropolitan area. <laughs> so by all definitions, everyone keeps telling me Rapid's small, but I don't believe that because we have like three Dairy Queens. So by grandma's estimates, it's a metropolitan area. We are in a metropolitan area. You know, it's funny when you mentioned Parker, just because uh, with um, with his last name of Schnabel, he gets associated with Parker Schnabel up at uh, in Alaska at the Gold Rush or yeah, doing the, yeah, uh, the yep. TV show up there. And so I thought maybe that's how you were trying to make the connections. You knew Parker Schnabel from Alaska or something like that. So no, but yeah, Parker and Tucker, good friends all through uh, all through high school. So yeah. very very funny. Absolutely, the voice you're hearing today. Um, we're talking about his song all the time, but the voice you're hearing, the guy I'm talking to today, his name is Tim Schnabel. He is the camping resort manager at Heart Ranch. So Tim, if you want to walk us through, and for people that may not know what Heart Ranch is or what it involves, can you kind of give us the step-by-step of how it came to be and what is Heart Ranch? Sure, absolutely. Heart Ranch was uh, actually developed back in 1984 as a membership resort. Um, it is currently um, a resort that features about 4,000 um, memberships, if you will. Uh, a membership is usually composed of a you know husband and wife, um, so take that on average, you know, times two, not always, but on average times two. So between seven and 8,000 um, direct members, if you will. And then with that, there's also associate members, which are the children of the members. And we have close to 6,000 associate members, and you could take that math even farther yet, not counting their spouses and children. So we really have a broad impact of the number of families that visit Heart Ranch, if you will, uh, families, extended families, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the resort itself has, has certainly grown over the years. Um, currently, we have about 460 full hookup RV sites, um, 73 cabins, uh, then also a, a tent camping area. Um, it's, you know, it's like your average small town for all intents and purposes. We also have a, a convenience store, a restaurant, a maintenance shop. Um, we even have a storage yard that we can store well over a thousand uh, campers out there. Um, activities department, security, uh, 24-hour uh, maintenance, uh, not to mention the other departments you know, within the resort between accounting, human resources, um, activities is, is actually one of the, um, the bigger, more active departments um, that keep the place going, keep people coming back. Um, so that, that in a, I guess, a broad sweep is uh, what we are. Our, our main clientele certainly are the RV, um, is the RV industry, RV campers. Um, that is who we serve predominantly. The cabins are kind of a bonus, if you will, that if you want to get out of the RV or maybe have friends or family or you stay for a shorter weekend rather than bringing the camper out, um, the, the, uh, the cabins definitely come in quite nice. Absolutely. So you got a lot of stuff going on, like you just explained there with RVs, cabins, um, tent sites as well. Are you considered camping 
or the new flashy term is glamping <laughs> or are you kind of somewhere in between there with all the different stuff you got going on? You know, I'd put it someplace in between there. Um, you know, glamping, when I think of glamping, I think of the, the yurts or the teepees or, you know, some of the, uh, you know, upscaled outdoor type of, uh, type of accommodations. Um, we, we have looked at those before and actually considered putting in, you know, some teepees that had the beds and the furniture and electricity uh, in them. We're just kind of shied away from them for right now um, in, in focusing on, you know, what our primary, uh, primary market is. And that is the, uh, that's the campers. And judging by some of the rigs that are out there, uh, some of the Prevost units that come through and some of the higher end uh, uh, RVs that come through, they are, um, th- if that's camping, then uh, I want to live that way someday because there's some very, very nice rigs. And, and it's all over the board. We have people that, you know, come with the pop-ups and the pickup, pickup toppers and campers to, you know, the full-fledged several million dollar RV units that come through there. So it's, it's, we really serve a very diverse audience out there. Absolutely. And so you talked about how it's kind of like a small town in a sense, um, with the number of campsites you have. Um, and you do have people. So in a small town, a lot of people are related to each other. Their in-laws will come over Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, (laughs) and they won't leave. You have that same type of deal with campers, but it's not in a bad way where it's like, I want you to go. It's they stay all year round. Can you kind of expand upon how that happens and what processes take to get there? Sure, absolutely. Our, our, our members, there's a, there's a variety of different levels of memberships, if you will. Um, and we've got members that are, you know, the weekend warriors that will come out there, you know, maybe just one weekend out of the whole year. Um, we've got others that, you know, stay for, you know, a lot of the summer. Um, and then we've got some, we've got a few that um, have some of the older memberships that allow them to be on the property for the entire year, probably about 50 or 60 of those. And so it, it does uh, work out well uh, for, for families that are in the process of relocating. Um, some, some people have chosen to, you know, that as their lifestyle is to live full time uh, in an RV. Um, I'm amazed at the number of young families even that have taken up that lifestyle. Um, retired. I mean, it's, it's again, the same thing. It's really, you can't be very age specific because it is all over the board um, as far as the types of people and the ages of people um, that are out there. Um, the, the memberships uh, levels, I guess, if you will, are really designed for what the end users needs are. That's been our focus. Um, what can we do to accommodate somebody's, you know, vacationing needs um, and try to keep that as the, uh, as the primary focus, you know, as far as a a year-round accommodation or a year-round um, residence, if you will. That's really not our focus. But if it's something that can accommodate people in the in the resort lifestyle, then it becomes a win-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. So do typically these people that are staying all year long, you said RVs are your biggest um, camper. They always are. They're the ones that are more popular than tents or cabins just because more people have accessibility to them. Are these people that are staying all year, are they staying in RVs or are they staying somewhere else? You know, it's a lot of those are actually in uh, travel trailers or fifth wheels. Um, those, many of those can be designed or have been built to, to accommodate um, the, the users, if you will, during the winter conditions. I think we're probably one of the more unique campgrounds. You see a few around the area, but certainly one of the more unique ones to keep much of the property open year round, especially during the winter months. In the northern hemisphere, that's not exactly a real common uh, common feature for a campground. 
Um, but we're able to do that just by winterizing our water supply lines that come in. Um, we keep the, um, keep the heat on, if you will, as far as our, our comfort stations. So if they want to not use their own water supply and, and keep that secure, they're able to use our, our showers, bathhouses, laundry facilities, um, and you know, get out of the camper in order to take care of some of those needs. Um, so you said that you keep the heat on the whole time, which I didn't even realize was like a real thing up in the Northern Hemisphere. Obviously down south, that is definitely more popular, but nearly all campgrounds shut it down in the wintertime where you guys don't. But transitioning back into more of the summertime vacationing type of stuff, which is more your guys' bread and butter, um, cabins, I would say, are kind of the newest thing um, as far as people are really wanting to stay in cabins and just get in their van, get in their pickup truck, and instead of hauling a big trailer behind them or driving a big RV, they're going into cabins. Why do you think that is that they're becoming more popular? Great question. Um, and we've seen, we think that part of that is with the with the younger, both, yeah, both, both sides of the spectrum, the younger families that might not be able to afford to get into a camper right away, or also uh, people that might be more mature, if you will, that have that aren't um, camping on a full-time or RVing on a full-time basis um, that might sell their campers and just look for something on a more limited basis. So the cabins give them a, give them that opportunity. And then based on the size, we have 10 different styles of cabins that range anywhere from a smaller one-bedroom, 240-square-foot uh, uh, cabin up to um, some very large cabins that can sleep up to about a dozen people, multiple bedrooms. Um, and those are those we've seen a, a huge resurgence in just for multiple families to be able to stay in, in one cabin. Um, and I think that might have something to do with why those are coming back as just a, a place, a location, if you will, that the entire family can get together um, without having to spread out or all having to have their own campers, you know, and make it work. So the, the bigger cabins, honestly, I, I think are as much uh, making as much of a resurgence or as are in high demand as anything yeah that big huge cabin you guys have uh, what is that redwood is that the redwood yeah, three redwood called? cabins yes. that is a fancy cabin and it is a sweet deal you can sleep what 12 people 12 you said people in there? has a fireplace nice big kitchen yeah, big bathroom kitchen. uh living room um separate bedrooms big big the uh, loft uh, great for the kids if you want to set them up in the loft TV up there that they can hang out and kind of do their own thing. So uh, covered deck, uh, which is nice. Uh, we want to add some more of those on, but uh, covered deck. So you want to sit outside and enjoy the sunset, sunrise, um, the deer walking past. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a very peaceful atmosphere out there um, pretty much any time of the year. But especially those cabins with the covered decks really make for a nice uh, <laughs> a nice evening evening atmosphere, if you will. Yeah, you said uh, the deer walking along. Um, for people that don't know where Hart Ranch is located, that I mean, you're not out there, you know, so much where, but you're also close enough to town where you can get to town, but you're also feel like you're in the country and you do have deer and animals and wildlife walking around. Ton, tons of deer, you know, it, they, they definitely make a comeback during the winter months. We'll have, I mean, herds, literally herds, 50, 60, 70 deer coming through the campground in the wintertime. Summertime, not quite so much, but you will definitely see the deer walking around. Uh, we've got a few, our fair share of other wildlife. You might see an occasional prairie dog coming through and and uh, you got to love the little black and whites that come through once in a while that you usually smell those coming first and <laughs> always our share of uh, everybody's favorite, just little, just little bunnies that are hopping around all over the resort. Yeah. So when I would go camping as a little kid, we did a lot of camping um, and our camping would consist to coincide with horseback riding. We had horses and we go out trail riding. Um, but there was a lot of time killing that went on um, at Heart Ranch. It doesn't seem like if you don't want that to be a problem, it doesn't need to be a problem with all the events that you guys have going. You said your activities department is super duper busy. Um, can you kind of 
walk us through some of your more popular events? I mean, you have more events. We'd be here for hours if we went through all of them. But can you kind of give people an overview of what your most popular ones are? Absolutely. And that and that's, you know, how do you spend time camping? Um, how do you spend time on vacation? And that's that has been a always been a focus as focusing on the family, focusing what do families want. Sometimes families just want to be left alone. They want to do their own thing. And that's great. Um, in which case, the, the campground is so large that you can spread out. You can do your own thing. You can go for hikes and, and be completely secluded from the rest of the campground. Um, but there's also uh, others that like to be entertained or like to have their kids be entertained or, <laughs> you know, or themselves. Um, as far as activities, activities department is just buzzing. And that's a it's busy year round. Right now we're in the planning stages, uh, finalizing a lot of the details for summer events. Um, one of the bigger events that we put on is a uh, rodeo series. Uh, Wild West Wednesdays, that we call it, uh, starts mid-July, goes all the way through the end of August, where we put on seven rodeos um, by Spud Creek Rodeo. Uh, Nate Morrison and his his crew come in and do a fantastic show. Um, that tends to pack the pack the bleachers every every Wednesday night during the summer months. Um, people have really really come to appreciate that. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But other other events that uh, we'll do on or or that we'll put on are a uh, a summer fest event over the Fourth of July. And since we're we're just absolutely packed that weekend, it's just where we provide more entertainment, um, outdoor entertainment uh, under a tent uh, with live bands, beer garden, um, kind of a festival almost kind of a feeling. Um, just to give uh, give people something else to do. We even put on our own Fourth of July parade out there. Um, mainly it's decorated golf carts, but uh, it's been as many as 30 or 40 golf carts going on a parade, throwing out candy, and uh, kids just love it. People just love it. It's pretty entertaining. We offer different awards and prizes for uh, for competition for the parade. Oktoberfest, we bring out the um, German blood, if you will, put on a little Oktoberfest uh, in, the, in the beginning of fall. Um, middle of summer, um, we also do uh, an RV show. Um, brings out local RV dealers, um, and anybody from the community is welcome to come out for that, um, as well as obviously you know people on the property. Um, that usually brings in a thousand or more people that uh, that go through that RV show. It's a good way for the local RV dealers to have a presence out there and to show the people not only staying out there, but the uh, kind of a win-win. The people that are looking for an RV, you know, where where can I buy one, but also where can I use it? And obviously, we'll showcase the resort too, you know, as part of that package. Um, the probably one of the the bigger ongoing programs that we've had out there has actually been our junior camper and peewee camper programs that are designed for kids ages 4 to 12 primarily in a couple broken up in a couple different age groups four five and six year olds in the peewee campers and the the seven through 12 year olds in the junior campers that program has really taken off where it's a chance for parents to drop off their kids with us we take them through a kind of a summer camp program if you will from arts and crafts to hiking to um, some educational types of things, physical exercise types of things. And it's usually just a couple hours in the mornings, Tuesday through Fridays. But that program has really enhanced um, the kids' experience out there where we've actually had people that have, have parents have told us that they've given their kids a choice. Do you want to go to Disney or do you want to go to Heart Ranch this year? And it's there's nothing more satisfying than when they say, well, we'd rather go to Heart Ranch. And so that is that to me is that's a statement. When you have a Absolutely. kid that would rather come to Heart Ranch than Disney, um, I'm, I'm sure it's a huge relief on the parents' pocketbooks as well, having been there before. But uh, um, it's a it's a pleasure to hear that. And that's such a cool deal to the Pee Wee campers is a lot of kids don't get into the outdoors and camping and, and going outside if they don't have someone to introduce that to them. It's kind of a learned activity through your dad takes you, your uncle takes you or something. And if kids don't have that and you're providing that, that's such a great service. It's a neat service for the kids to be able to do that. But what we see happening is that those kids develop friendships. 
Um, they come back year after year. They're hanging out with the same kids. It's like summer camp. You know, they come back and it's good to see their old friends. And and you, you in talking to some of those kids, getting to know them, you know they're keeping in contact, whether it's through the Facebook or you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever other accounts that they're, they're obviously texting. Um, but it's fun to see them not only take their friendships from or, or at Heart Ranch, but they take them the rest of the year, you know, and bring them back to, you know, rally again at the, at the resort. So it's fun to see those, those childhood experience come back. We even hear stories of people that say, I met my spouse at Heart Ranch and we're still married and now we bring our kids there. So, and now I'm sure they're watching their kids to see what kind of romances are budding, but uh, it's full circle. Full circle. That's right. (laughs) You know, some of the other, some of the other activities that, uh, that, that, I mean, the swimming pool is always, it's the diamond jewel, you know, of the resort. Swimming pool is always the main gathering point, especially on those hot summer days. You can't, just can't have enough water features out there. This year, what we're super excited to um, to be building actually as we speak right now the walls are up roofs going on tomorrow but as a as a brand new rec center um, that is for the kids and the idea is to have them have their own place to go um, that they can hang out they can you know if they want to play music they want to play pool ping pong some other games that we're working on um, just have their own their own place um, we're super excited to bring that and and kind of create a a, I don't know if I want to call it a separation necessarily, but we have places for adults to go, but now we're going to have a place for, for the kids themselves to go as well. So that's that's one of the biggest additions that we're having in this uh, this coming season here. you know. And also uh, we have a, a volunteer out there who's really passionate about um, youth uh, services, I guess, if you will. And he's uh, built and rebuilt our BMX track out there. And this summer, he's going to do some uh, not only BMX races, but also some uh, remote control car races. So now we've got the uh, some of the some of the the, uh, the old guys that you might say some of the fathers that are hobbyists or like to have their big remote control cars. We'll have a place for them to race the remote control cars out there as well. So and he's also going to do a uh, uh, an equestrian equestrian program to where it's not I wouldn't call it trail rides by any stretch, but it's more of a uh, horse education program, if you will. He did a little bit toward the end of the year last year, and this year he hopes to really see that blossom based on the feedback that he got. But it's a it's a chance for kids to get up close and personal um, to horses. Um, he has a couple of horses, extremely tame, very very tame. Um, that the horse that the the kids will learn how anything from how to bridle and saddle a horse, how to get on and off a horse, um, to what a horse is eat. You know how to look at a horse. Why is it behaving the way it is? Um, you know, how do they hold their head? How do you shoe a horse? How do you, um, it just, just a lot of different characteristics that, you know, as a, as a city kid, you probably wouldn't have a chance to normally be able to do. And this gives the uh, kids a chance to get up and, and actually groom a horse and, and, you know, get to know them personally. You know, last year, the kids were so just absolutely ecstatic, you know, when they had a chance to do that, that we want to bring that program back. And that's, that's one of those things that really adds, um, value adds um, those those memories, if you will, um, to a, to a child's experience. They will remember that for a very very long time. Yeah, and see, we were talking about activities like just daily or yearly or with the rodeo every Wednesday in the summer. Um, the daily amenities also at Heart Ranch amenities activities. You can get a little confused there, but amenities with like you said the swimming pool, the pasture golf. I think you guys have mini golf, correct? Oh yeah. I mean, they the list goes on and on and on. Um, just those things that you get every single day at Heart Ranch makes it separates it from just a 
individual campground or maybe some other camping resorts. You know, that's that. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. The uh, almost forgot about the pasture golf. Um, it kind of came to be oh about four years ago. You, you know, when your maintenance guys volunteer to build something, that something's up. But uh, we had a group of maintenance guys that that got out their range finders that actually scaled out a. Uh, a, uh, a nine hole par three pasture golf course. And this thing is, it is, it's, we have sand greens out there. I've got the flags out there. got the tee boxes out there with the yardage markers. Uh, it's, it is a lot of fun. And in this, on a typical summer day, especially on the weekends, we'll just see just family after family after family going through playing nine holes with the kids. It's a, it's a very safe, very fun. Um, don't have to worry about marking up the greens. Don't have to worry about, um, really much of anything, maybe an occasional rattlesnake of anything, but even those are, are few and far between. It's just a fun way to teach kids, you know, the game of golf. Yeah, and for some of us duffers to get out there and beat the golf ball around too while we fine-tune our game, you might say. Yes, exactly. That's something that I would definitely need as I'm a <laughs> very much so a novice. Um, but you touched on the radio right away when we started talking about activities, which is very unique, I would have to say, for a camping resort to have a rodeo. And you go to small towns all over South Dakota, um, and they have what one or two rodeos a year where you guys are throwing out seven in a summer. Um, how did you come up with this idea to we're going to be we're going to be a camping resort that has rodeos? Did it just kind of someone in a meeting one time say, hey, let's do it? Or did someone give you the recommendation like, hey, maybe we should do this? Super question. You know, I, I've been out there for going on eight years now. And one of the in, in getting feedback from members, one of the comments that I heard early on was, what about rodeos? We'd like to bring rodeos back. And I thought, well, back, where, where were they? It's like, well, the, the origin of Hart Ranch back in the 80s, um, there was uh, rodeos twice a week out there. And so this is not a new concept whatsoever. Rather, it's one that people wanted to get back. It was part of the resort experience when they first bought in um, early on. And so in working with various uh, contractors, if you will, um, over the years, um, we've established a relationship with, uh, with the current producer right now, um, Nate Morrison, that puts on a rodeo series. And in working with him, he puts on a fantastic rough stock series that's uh, um, the bull riding, the barrel racing, um, bronc riding, saddle bronc, bear bronc. Um, it's really been a, a fun, fun experience. Um, and he puts on such a quality rodeo. Um, that also makes it fun. And the prices are, we keep the prices down both for food, both for, for the entrance fee as far as getting in. Um, it's an outdoor setting, so we've never been rained out yet, uh, knock on wood. Yeah, cross your fingers yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. In seven years, never never been rained out. So um, we hope that that continues. But um, it's such a, a neat, relaxed atmosphere. I mean, it feels like a small town rodeo. As you mentioned, a lot of small towns around the area put those on and we're really no different. It's just that same kind of feeling, giving people not only that are at the resort, but people that are, you know, just tourists coming through, locals that need something to do. Um, anybody is invited to come to the rodeos. Um, they're just a, just a fun entity, fun, fun add-on uh, for the resort out there. Yeah. And you guys are doing bulls. Are you doing both saddle, saddle back and Bareback, Bronx, yep, yep, and yep. Barrels. Yep. Those are, those are your four those big are events. Those are four main events, yes. Are you interested at all in going with some mutton busting? That was something I did as a kid, riding the sheep around. <laughs> you know, um, yes, yeah, we've had mutton busting out there before. That kind of comes and goes, kind of comes down to the supplier, if you will. But um, not out of the question. If we bring mutton busting back again, I know it's a, it's a hit. It's one of those things that uh, it seems like the kids all line up and want to do it. But, um, you know, sheep kind of 
are not always the softest animals yeah, they're in the a little world. Ornery. They are a little ornery. And you fall off underneath one of those things. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's some memories that you, you see the kids that are just, they, they get done with their ride and they're all smiling and wiping the blood off their teeth and the dirt off their lips <laughs> and trying to, <laughs> try to go back, you know, all proud and everything. But, uh, you know, they take kind of a beating on that too. But I guess that's their start to bull riding. So Exactly, exactly. Future cowboys. <laughs> but if you, if you have like a hard Wednesday at work, you need to unwind and have some laughs. Mutton busting is the way to go. <laughs> um, but kind of switching gears here a little bit. Um, to more of Tim's background, um, when I went to college, they gave you the big list of things you can major in. And one thing I didn't see on that list was camping resort manager. <laughs> so how in the world does someone get into this profession? Oh, quite by accident. Uh, no, it, it's a, um, you know, it's part of the hospitality industry. And um, my background um, has been in business. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, fortunately, I'll say I've been in hospitality uh, all my working adult life in one way, shape, or form or another, mostly hotels, resorts, uh, casinos around the Black Hills. Um, I think no matter what we do, we're always in a service industry of some sort. Um, this is an industry that is certainly the utmost in, in customer service, where the, the goal is to provide somebody a very personal, very intimate, uh, very memorable um, experience you know, for their vacation. Um, you screw that up and you mess up their whole year. So our goal is to is to really create that atmosphere of of fun, that atmosphere of what can we do to serve you better. Um, how did I get into it? Um, you know, I think uh, as with many jobs, there's a network of of people out there that you associate with, kind of like a small town kind of concept. It's who you know uh, that make a difference sometimes. And you know, I got a phone call to ask if I'd be interested in coming out there. Um, to to manage the resorts. And for me, it looked like a heck of an opportunity. It's a beautiful property, so much potential. The wonderful thing about hospitality in general, but certainly Hart Ranch specifically, is it's a very dynamic industry. And Hart Ranch is a very dynamic resort where the only thing that's constant out there is change. And that's a good thing when we try to stay current with um, our own demands, but also industry trends. You know, what's what's new? What's coming up? Um, in the industry. You know, one of the things that we've seen as of late is more and more younger uh, families get into the camping um, uh, lifestyle, if you will. Millennials, you hear a lot about millennials getting into camping. The, the, the interesting thing about that is that market, while they love to camp, they love the outdoor experience, they like to do it while they're connected to Facebook <laughs> or while they're connected <laughs> to, you know, some type of a social media. So it's very important that we work to, to satisfy both of those, give them that outdoor rustic um, camping uh, experience, but also give them the chance to post those pictures on Facebook while they're out there camping. So a little bit of both. So hope that kind of answers the question as far as I got into it. But yeah, you're right. As far as resort manager, hospitality is so diverse, so many different opportunities out there in the hospitality world um, that if I had to do it all over again, I probably would. It's uh, it's a fun business and it's it's where you get to meet new people every single day, have a new experience every single day. Um, if you do not like um, um, the same routine, then uh, yeah, it's a good industry, industry to get into. Absolutely. Um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but with hospitality in general, your main goal is just so that your customer or whoever's staying with you has a great experience. So outside of that classic, like a uh, the customer is always right. What is your piece of golden advice for those of 
those people who are listening? <laughs> That's a great, great question. I, you know, that, I, that quote, actually, I, I believe it or not, about 20 years ago, I actually used to work for Walmart where the customer, that was the slogan, the customer is always right. Um, and while in, in, in customer service and hospitality, you try to embrace that, um, my take on that is the informed customer is always right. I try to add a little bit more to that. Oh, I like that, that if, a lot. That if we can do our best to inform the, the customer, inform our members, in, inform the future members exactly you know, what it is that Heart Ranch is, exactly what they're getting into, what do we have to offer, um, I think that is the, the key piece of information is, is information. And now in, in you know, the kind of society we live in today, information, as you know, um, whether it's fake or real, but information, I won't go down that road, but information is passed so quickly. I mean, it's milliseconds, you know, where you used to wait a, you know, wait a week to get a letter in the mail to find out whether you, you know, the girl liked you or not. I mean, now it's <laughs> instantaneous. Um, so we try to treat our members the same way. What, what methods can we use, you know, to communicate what's going on at the resort? Um, anything from activities to, you know, changes to capital improvements, you name it, top to bottom. Um, we really work hard to try to get that information out. And then so you do using social media tools as well. It's using Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. It's also using, um, we, have a, we have a new app that we introduced a year ago that um, is also up to the minute uh, access to information at your, at your fingertips. Um, we do weekly emails. Uh, most of the time they're weekly, I should say, especially during the peak season, um, trying to communicate with members as to what's happening from the events perspective or, you know, might be maybe it's rules and regulations. Maybe it's a special in the restaurant, um, you name it. But we try to get that information out to our members on a very timely, uh, timely basis. Quarterly newsletters, you know, another thing that, um, again, how to, you know, how to keep members informed. But uh, to me, that's a key thing, a very, very key part of uh, helping the customer to be right by giving them the information they need to make the right decision. Yeah, that is great advice. I've never heard the informed customer is always right, but I, that's, I'm going to start using that. I'm going to steal that from you. Um, but you said informed customers. Sometimes our customers are not always informed or something goes wrong or maybe they had the chance to be informed but decided not to be Um if you care to share, what is the craziest or goofiest or strangest <laughs> thing that you've ever seen or heard or had to deal with at Heart Ranch? And to get your creative juices flowing a little bit, I worked in the hospitality industry at a hotel in college. And one time I got a call and it was oh, late. It was like 1030 at night, um, which is late for me now because I'm getting old. But um, he called and he said, hey, how's it going? I said, hey, welcome to the Days Inn. And he said, are your pet friendly are your pet friendly rooms accessible to miniature horses? And that was the strangest thing I've ever had a call about in the hospitality industry. I wonder if you've had a similar situation or something out there like that. I think we need a whole nother, a whole nother show for that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some of them, some of them we, we get, and this is, this is a good news, bad. I mean, some of it is with the service animals, you know, that we get, which you, you definitely have to empathize with the, with the use of service animals. Um, they certainly serve a, serve a need. You know, sometimes we'll get those requests for, well, I have a service animal that's, a, you know, a snake or a, my pet peacock is my service animal. And some of those you just you have to wonder what, what really defines what a service animal is. So you have to be careful with that one. But some of the other ones that, you, that uh, I have to chuckle out when we get these requests that people say, well, there's, there's ants at my site. You don't say. You know, <laughs> it's, well, I guess we're, we are camping, you know, it is part of the camping experience, you know, or, you know, can you come out and sweep the pine cones off my site? It's like, well, you know, again, it, 
it's it's a camping experience. So that's just part of the part of you know what we do, and yeah, we try to accommodate as best we can. But um, you know, sometimes there's things that go with camping that you really just can't do a whole heck of a lot about. Yes, I agree. I wouldn't even know what to do if someone said, I have a bunch of ants here. I'm trying to have a picnic. <laughs> um, but I suppose as we wrap up here, do you have any last minute thoughts that you would like to share that we haven't maybe touched on yet or anything that on your mind? You know, I think he, he hit a lot of it. Um, you know, it's it's a very unique place, um, Heart Ranch is. And that's and that's the beauty of it. I mean, we mentioned it's it's really its own community. Um, and it is truly made up of people from from all walks of life, um, from young and old and everybody in between, um, singles, couples, families. Uh, it's just it's such a diverse, um, diverse community. Um, typical summer nights, um, especially during the peak season. I mean, it will average about 2000 people, you know, in the resort um, on, a, on a nightly basis. Um, and with that, it, it kind of comes down to almost like a, a community, you know, management type of a position. Sometimes we have our own infrastructure needs, anything from um, our own police force, if you will, but our own security department to um, community development to uh, working on infrastructure needs, water, sewer, electrical, utilities. Um, there's there's constant things that, that go on. Um, it's just in a, if you will, a more relaxed vacation type setting. Um, so one of the things we've been fortunate about is to have uh, people that are, are work campers. Um, and, and most of these people are, are people that have worked their careers and now chosen to retire and, you know, live the lifestyle of being full-time RVers, but still have something in us, have something to give. We have people that work for us that are, I mean, these guys are, these are engineers and, um, you know, me- mechanics and, you know, uh, retired you know, professionals in a, for so many different careers, computer people, computer engineers, and they work for us for, you know, I hate to, I hate to insult them, but it's like pennies on the dollar compared to what they were making in their previous careers. But for them, it's just a matter of giving back to something that really has given to them. And, and those are the people that really add value, you know, I think to the resort, um, you know, there's, there's of course financial value from a management perspective, but they are the ones that are most um, engaged, most, um, most passionate about maintaining and taking care of the property. So that really creates a, a whole different um, setting, if you will, from a staff perspective, because uh, the work campers are members. You know, they too have they have a vested interest in making sure that the property is taken care of. Um, and they just, they really go all out. And it's fun to see them. It's fun to learn from them for experiences they've had in the past, but also experiences that they brought from other resorts. Things that we can do better, things that we can change, maybe things that they can take from us back to other resorts. And so it's a, it's a fun relationship or fun relationships, if you will, um, based on the diversity of not only the members, but our own staff. Um, we get close to 140 staff members during the peak season out there, which, um, which is no small staff for a, uh, for a business like that, especially when you think of a campground. Um, how could you need that many staff? Well, when you start doing the math times all the different departments and, and uh, housekeeping um, you know, that we have out there, um, it's, it's easy to see. It adds up very quickly uh, with the number of man hours it takes to, uh, to support a business like that. But um, it's a special place. Um, hopefully that anybody listening that has a chance to, to come out and be a member, we'd be happy to share with them how, how or what it takes to become a member. Um, we even have trial memberships. If you just want to try it before you buy it kind of a thing, we give people the opportunity for that as well. Um, really makes for that, uh, okay, let me put my hands on, let me touch, feel, smell, you know, see what that, see what it's really like. Um, get to know some of the neighbors, you know, that I could be spending a lot of time with and, um, and get a feel uh, for the property. We really try to try to maintain what we have, take care of the people that we have out there. And, you know, with that, I, I look forward to, you know, being there a long time and uh, seeing the resort uh, flourish 
for many, many years to come. That is very well said. I guess if I got to throw in a concluder after that, although I probably shouldn't, um, when I was digging around on Heart Ranch's website, one of their big things right on their homepage, it says Heart Ranch, where memories are made. Um, and if that's not like the perfect slogan, slogan, motto, slogan and motto together there, um, it, that just fits. Um, if you're interested in camping, maybe you're not interested in camping, but you want to get interested, I think Heart Ranch is a great place to do it. Um, I'm not giving a shameless pitch here. That's actually how I feel. So if you're heading out to the Black Hills, um, I would look into Heart Ranch for sure. Um, it just has a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, and other than that, I got to thank Tim for coming on, talking with me here, and thanks for listening.